You know, the Lord is so good to us. He has, um, he brings us incredible men and women of God. And to this morning, we have a tree. Many of you have, have, have heard Pastor Brian and Pastor Candace speak before, and depending on when you've met them along the way, they could be different things to different people here. Years and years and years ago, they actually spent almost an entire decade in a very remote, dangerous part of the jungle, translating the Bible to a, to a tribe that didn't have the Word of God. They brought the Word of God, translated the Bible, living there with their family, just so that these people could hear the gospel. So if you met him back then, he would have been missionary. But if you met him a little bit later, he could have been church planter, where, he, where they grew a church from 30 people to thousands of people right here in New Haven, Connecticut. Changed the lives of so many people. Changed the scope of New England. Or if you met him a little bit later, you might have known him as Pop, because for my husband and I, they are like mom and dad to us. Nothing happens in our lives that doesn't first get the approval from mom and Pop. So if, you've, if you met him on the road, he might be uh, the Bible translator, where they're writing the, translating the entire Bible that is, can't even keep it in stock. It's going off, off the shelves at an alarming rate, translating the entire scripture. I mean, this is pretty incredible. If you met him during the scholarly days, it might be Dr. Brian Simmons. I mean, they are just all things to all people here, but they're sure, they sure have worked their way into our hearts and lives, foundational from the church, and we just honor them. Please welcome Pastor Brian and Candace to the stage. Good morning. What a lovely place to be on a Sunday morning. Yeah, go ahead and have a seat. Wow. I love the flowers too. Deb, did you do that? She left, but anyway, such an, really, wow, such an artistic group. As I was looking across the street this morning from the hotel, I saw a school over there I never saw before. The name of it was Isaac. You, you know about that school. Well, I just felt like the Lord said about your children that you're raising Isaacs. I know that Deb and uh, James have an Isaac, but I felt like that was a prototype for your children. He's raising uh, up here art artists. And it, the name of the school means Inner District School of Arts and Communication. And this next generation, the Lord's going to raise up as artists and communicators in such a way just going to go beyond your imagination. It's going to happen so fast. So get ready for this next generation full of art. And I believe we've got artists here all over the place. And God's going to use you to break some boxes because he doesn't like boxes. Just when you get a formula together, he's going to just uh, get rid of that formula because he wants to do it a different way. He has so many ways. He doesn't just have one way of doing things. He has lots of ways. And he's going to use you to raise up such incredible uh, things uh, in this next season. So anyway, I just have a scripture that I just uh, put on Twitter the other, not Twitter, um, yeah, Twitter the other day, also on Facebook. Unless we dramatically change our way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, we'll never be able to enter in, Matthew 18, 3. And I, the key thing there is a wide-eyed wonder. And I believe the message this morning is going to break some boxes for some people. Uh, we like to get a handle on things, but God, sometimes he comes through the back door into a different way, and he takes things that are uh, hard for us, and he makes them 
uh, wonderful. So get ready today. Just like the Proverbs 31 church, the Lord's going to have you laugh at the future. And this morning, some things that you're carrying, he's going to have you laughing at that. He's going to give you such a different perspective. I saw people just taking their problems and throwing them up to heaven, and they're not coming back because the Lord is going to catch. I saw him catching them today. So get ready for him to catch that thing that's bothering you, and it's just going to be left in heaven with him. He's going to take those burdens. So I just bless you, honey, as you preach this awesome message today, and bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody, would you please stand before the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Just unburden and unveil your heart before Him right now. Father God, you are tremendously good. And we ask that you would show us the oasis of bliss that is just ahead around the bend. Help us, God, to determine not to slow down, give up, bend, budge, or bow before our difficulties. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a seat in the heavenly realm. Good to be with you. Real quick, I want to give away a copy of the Gospel of John. The Passion Translation New Testament is completed. We finished it uh, February, I think it was February the 16th. I pushed back from my desk and just wept like a child realized that, uh, that the bulk of the work was finished. From there, it went into a theological peer review with some theologians who have uh, looked critically at our work, and we made some adjustments accordingly. And uh, now it's gone through the editing stage. I think it's, it's typeset and ready to go. They're going to print it in China. We've got to bless the other nations, I guess, with the Word of God. And they'll be... Yeah. They'll be shipping it, I think, in, in August, and uh, it's going to take a couple of months to be shipped and then into the pipeline, dis distribution pipeline, and by October, you will be able to have a Passion Translation New Testament. Before then, we have the book of Revelation coming out. Real quick, just let me mention to you that I'll be teaching a course here in September. The next time you see my face, we will be teaching a course on the book of Revelation here. And we will have that book available for you. Matter of fact, if you take the course, you will get a free copy. So uh, that's in September 12th to 14th, something like that. It's like the second weekend in September. We will be back. So is there somebody here that's first-time visitor at Engaging Heaven? Princess, you're going to get this. Could you come and get it, please? Thank you. Give her a hand, everybody. Wow. Honored to meet you. Bless you, sweetheart. All right, I want to share with you from uh, another book I've written called The Wilderness. And it is um, the story, a little bit of our jungle story. We have the snake bite that took place there with our daughter. We have the overturning of the canoe where we were all inch away from drowning. And uh, some other, like, heart-stopping stories that will, will grip you, I'm sure, but the real purpose of the book, The Wilderness, is to help you understand that between your promises and your destiny, between the fulfillment of your 
destiny and where you are now. There may be a wilderness you pass through. And I want to give you encouragement. If you go through a barren season, to know that there's an oasis of bliss right ahead. The Old Testament gives us the story of the nation of Israel. The, the history of Israel is but an example for you and I. 1 Corinthians 10 says the things that happened to them are examples for us. In other words, we learn through what they pass through, we can learn the lessons that will arm us, strengthen us, and prepare us for what's coming. So the greatest miracle of the Old Testament, what was it? It was the parting of the Red Sea. I just thought I'd help you with that. The parting of the Red Sea, the epic miracle. And it wasn't just that the Red Sea parted, but the ground was dry, dry ground. So it was the water parted and the ground got dry. Only God can do that. There's some smarty, smarty uh, theologians, smarter than God, I think. Some of them are convinced that that was a part of the Reed Sea where it was very shallow, maybe 18 to 24 inches of water, which to me would be a more phenomenal miracle because God drowned the entire Egyptian army in 18 inches of water. Horses, men, submerged chariots. I, that, you know, either way you slice it, it's a miracle. God starts the journey with a miracle. Our miracle is salvation, where the waters of judgment passed parted, and we went through that uh, dry ground, didn't we? Resurrection ground into the third day experience of resurrection life in Christ. But immediately after the, the miracle of the Red Sea, you never guess what happened next. You remember? It was Mara or Mara, bitter waters. God led them three days out to a place of bitter waters. I mean, have you ever gone without water for three days? It would be hard, wouldn't it? I have for one day in the jungle, and I nearly thought I was going to die of thirst. But three days, kids, babies, grandmas, grandpas, men, women, here they are, a million people passing through the Red Sea. The song of delight and glory was the beginning, but within three days, they were all dying of thirst. And guess who they blamed? Moses. They blame Moses. You see, the cloud of glory was over their head the whole time they were complaining at Moses. They took it out on their leaders, didn't they? Yeah. Well, if you don't want to be, uh, you know, if you don't want any problems, sell ice cream. Don't be a leader. So, right after they have the experience of salvation, then they go into Mara's bitter waters. But the Lord showed Moses a tree. You know the story. God took uh, Moses, showed him a branch of a tree. He took a branch. He threw it into Mara's bitter waters. Guess what? It sweetened the waters. The waters became sweet and drinkable. And it wasn't an artificial sweetener. It was the sweet branch of the Lord Jesus crucified on a tree. You take that tree and you throw it into your bitter waters. It makes the worst thing you pass through into something sweet. God can sweeten your pain. He can sweeten the bitter thing you've gone through. And that bitterness was healed. And I think God wants to heal New England of some bitterness. I mean, we pastored here for 18 years, and I can tell you the one thing we counseled more people, more people than anything else, the one issue was unforgiveness. And when you come to that place of, of forgetting and forgiving those people that have hurt you and you stop keeping that alive in your heart, your bitterness gets healed. The cross is the healing tree. 
And it was there at Merah that God revealed Himself as Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. You see, He can heal us of bitterness. He can heal us of everything in our bitter past. Well, I want to talk about Elam. Because the next step after Mara, seven miles away from the bitterness of that place, there was an oasis called Elam. And at Elam's oasis, it says that there were 70 palm trees and 12 springs. Now, everything in the Bible has a meaning. Why would the Holy Spirit highlight the exact number of palm trees and the exact number of springs? Well, because 70 and 12 are very important numbers. 70 is how many people left Egypt, left, um, uh, I'm sorry, left the Canaan land and went into bondage in Egypt. It was Jacob took 70 people into Goshen when he left Canaan uh, because of the famine under Joseph's uh, leadership and brought his father Jacob and their, and their brothers and their family. It was 70 souls came into Goshen. 70 is the number of God's people in, no, in motion and fulfilling their destiny. How many did Jesus send out? He sent out 70. So 70 is a significant number in the Bible. So everyone that gets sent out, you got a palm tree. A palm tree is, is an emblem of victory. It's an emblem of blessing. 70 and 12. What about the number 12? Well, there's 12 apostles of Jesus Christ. There's 12 tribes. You see, every tribe gets, gets a spring. Every tribe has a spring. And every disciple has a well. Oh, it's so beautiful. But, you know, 70 and 12 also have to do with our mortal life. God's promise is a minimum of 70 years. Every, and that's a figure of speech. Don't, don't say when you're 70, oh, no, you're going to croak. It's not going to happen. 70 becomes a figure of speech for the fulfillment of your destiny, of the fulfillment of God's plan of your life. That's what the number 70 means. So when God promises in Psalm 90 that you will have 70 years, He is saying, I'm going to fulfill your destiny. I'm going to bring you to completion and fulfillment. So for every year, there's a palm tree. There's a palm tree for every year. How many months in a year? And a well for every month. Every month of the year, you have a well that gives you life-giving stream. And every year of your life, whether you're young, old, or in between, or trying to figure it out, you have a palm tree of blessing and victory. Under the swaying palms, God's people became mighty. Because the word Elam means mighty ones. They came to a place called mighty ones. This is where sons become soldiers. Elam's oasis, God healed them of their bitterness and then brought them to a place of refreshing. You may have gone through a bitter season, a barren wilderness, but I'm telling you there's a feast of bliss waiting for you. Can you make it just another day? Can you make it one more day? All they had to do was one day's journey from Marrow's bitter waters, and they came to this oasis of bliss. I can see the hammocks already everywhere between the swaying palms. And here they are in the shade, and a million people drank from those 12 springs and were refreshed under the swaying palms, and sons became soldiers. They became the mighty ones. Elam, it means mighty ones. It, it's where we get the word Elohim. You put an O in the middle of it, Elohim, Elam. 
El is mighty. I am is a pluralizer in the Hebrew. It's a suffix that pluralizes a noun. So mighty ones, this is where God raises up mighty ones. You need to get so refreshed in the Holy Spirit, drinking from those apostolic wells under the destiny and purpose of your life, under the swaying palm trees of victory, that you rise up as a mighty champion for God. It says that there they camped. There they camped. But the word for camp in Exodus 15, 12 isn't just, you know, pup tent hanging out, pull out the camper, you know. It's a military encampment. They were just sons before they came to Elam. But the refreshing, the life-giving power they received at that oasis made them into mighty ones who were soldiers. And from that moment on, a million people became God's army. And they marched through the land as the army of God. They brought terror to the enemy. Can you imagine all your enemies being terrified when you wake up just because your eyelids fluttered open today? That everyone and everything that is against you suddenly runs and hide because you, raised, you are raised up in a, a mighty way to be the mighty ones of God. You see, the palm trees go down and a spring goes out. And so God wants you to put roots deep into the, into the victory of Jesus Christ and rise up erect and strong as a mighty palm tree of victory in New England. And He wants you to be a spring which comes up and then goes out. And so this church is going to be a well. It's going to be a life-giving stream. You almost should change the name of the church to engaginglivingstreams.com. Living waters are coming back to this house. I'm telling you, you're going to be a place that goes out with life-giving streams of evangelism, touching the poor, helping other people in the region. You're going to be on the map as a people who don't live for yourselves anymore and for the next fun thing we can pull off, but for the mighty power of God coming into the land and you stretching out the palm tree of victory and celebrate the works of Jesus Christ. Isn't it interesting, when Jesus came into Jerusalem, they didn't wave, you know, shrubs. What did they wave in celebration? They waved palm branches. Yeah, in Exodus 15, in, in, uh, in the Gospels, and even in Revelation 15, believe it or not, you're going to take up that palm branch again. A great mighty multitude, innumerable, waving palm branches before Almighty God. You see, we're going to celebrate the victories of the cross. We're going to be the mighty ones if we'll come to Elam's oasis of bliss and get our heart filled, restored, and healed. Get over whatever has bugged you. Oh, how long? And be refreshed in your innermost being. The rivers and the streams of life at Elam is what Jesus referred to when he said, out of your innermost being, there'll be an oasis. There will be a life-giving stream that'll come from uh, the innermost part of you. Out of your spirit life, there will flow rivers, streams, and wells, and fountains of living water. Well, some of you look like you could use a stream of living water today. I want you to stand up as we finish, and I want you to receive the life-giving declaration today of God's glory and His power in your life. He's going to take you out of your 
barren wilderness. In Exodus 5, verse 1, God said to Moses, I want you to go and tell that phony Pharaoh, you go tell that controlling Pharaoh, you tell him, let my people go, because I am going to lead them in the wilderness so they can have a feast with me. Uh, let's try that again. You didn't hear me. You tell Pharaoh, let my people go, because I'm going to take them into the wilderness so they can have a feast with me. That is phenomenal. Maybe what you're going through right now is but a banquet feast for you to discover the life-giving stream, the fullness of the life of Christ in you, to force you in a holy way to leave your flaws and begin to feast in the fullness of Christ, to, to leave the past with its failure, forget about it, and enter into the bliss feast. He's brought you into a wilderness so that you would feast with Him, not that you would fail, not that you would fall and be defeated, but that you would feast. You'd find a table of delight in the presence of your enemies. He's prepared it for you, folks. He's waiting to meet you with a cup of bliss at Elam's stream and with a mighty swaying palm trees, an oasis in a, in a barren land is waiting for you to be your love feast. Lift your hands to heaven like you're about to go there. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for the fullness of the life of Christ to rise up within us. We're tired of kicking sand in a barren wilderness. We don't want to look at that mountain anymore. We don't want to look at that sand dune anymore, that tumbleweed any longer. We want to come into the oasis of bliss, of the swaying palm trees, ah, and the springing fountains. Seventy palms and twelve springs, one for every year, one for every month until you find your destiny and you become the son who has become a soldier in the army of God. Strengthen this house. Strengthen every person here today and all our friends watching online. Make the word of God rich and a delight to every heart. Help us to read with enlightened eyes, anointed eyes. You tell us in the last days that many will think they see so we buy ISAB to anoint our eyes to see the truth that even a wilderness can become a feast. Even in a barren place, we can delight our soul in you. Awaken any sleeping soul in this room right now. Stir their heart, God, to seek you early until they find you in fullness. Lord, awaken those that have run a hard race said, I'm just going to stop a while. Put them back in the course. Raise them up to do the work of God, the will of God, freely like a flowing stream from the innermost being. No longer a burden, but a delight, Lord. I ask for that pleasure-filled garden of Eden to be restored in our hearts. Take me to the oasis, Lord, where the palm trees sway. And the cool springs refresh my soul.
I lay behind Mara's bitterness. I won't drink that water again. There's no life for me back there. But under these palms and drinking from the springs, I will become a soldier. I will be the one you send out to do your work. Fulfill the purpose of my destiny. Awaken any discouraged mom, any overburdened dad, any weary grandma or grandpa here, college student that's wondering what's the next step I'm to take. Lord, I pray that you would awaken their soul to the inward. Oasis, the oasis that is within us. Even a wilderness can blossom like a rose. Even a desert can bring beauty again. So, Lord, let miracles convince us that even though we, we may be in a parenthesis say I'm his mighty one I like palm trees and I like those cool springs and I'm going to be refreshed until I become a soldier one of your mighty ones in Jesus name amen God bless you the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. There is a priority in life. There is, there is a, a, a layout. You know, it, it reminded me of the, the story I shared earlier about Elijah with that prophet, or the prophet Elijah, when he went with, to the widow and he said, give me some water and some bread. And she didn't have it. Right? She only had a little bit left for one meal for her and her son. But he actually said, if you read it really close, he said, feed me first. And then you and your son. Well, let me tell you, I have two boys. And as a mom, that would, that would be tough, right? I mean, this is your boy. But the word of God came and, and, and said, feed me first. Feed me first, because there's a priority. When we seek first, heaven all these things are added. Can you imagine if she would have taken it upon her own and fed her son, which, which in our natural mind seems like the right thing to do? They wouldn't have been fed the whole entire drought. They would have died, like she confessed earlier. But when we put heaven as a priority, we seek heaven first, our supply never ends. You know, I'm reminded, my husband and I were talking about it. 
over the last three years, each year the Lord has brought us an intern. And it is just a person who says, hey, I want to just spend the year and give God my year. And they come and they work at the church morning, early morning. We do things early around here, late nights. We, we just, you buy sleep as your idol. I mean, it's, it's, you're in. And they come and they just serve for free the house of God. And, and we were talking about it. And over the past three years, each person about the same point in their internship had a need. And the need was they needed a vehicle, a car. Now, who knows? I mean, if you have a job, it takes a second to save some money to get a car, right? But each person at the same point in their internship got a car given to them for free. And why is that? Why am I telling you that? Because they, 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 they were seeking first the kingdom of God. There's priorities. There is... There is a progression that God has set out there. And we need to live a life of putting God first, his kingdom first, his priorities first. Matthew 10, 41, anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. It's just the person that announces, it's the minister that announces and declares God's word throughout the earth. And today, this morning, we had a man of God here that we're going to sow into and receive that reward. We're going to put first the kingdom of God, because that's how this works. We're going to put first the kingdom of God. And when you do, this is what happens. When we're going to sow into their ministry, and their ministry is going around the world, and you know what happens when you sow into a ministry like this? It's like you're going around the world with them. It's the same thing. In the the heavenly realms, that's what it looks like. Because you might never be able to go to a jungle and translate the Bible into a bizarre language that no one's ever heard of and probably won't ever hear. But when you partner with them, that's what you're doing. Isn't that incredible? You are you are tapping into the anointing that's on their life. That means what the situation is in your life, you can tap right into the anointing that God has given this couple when you sow into it. But again, it's the great exchange. So we have the opportunity right now to sow into their ministry, to bless them, to receive that reward that ultimately is from heaven. But we're going to put God first today. We're going to honor God. We're seeking God's kingdom first. We're doing as he asks. And when we do... All these things are added. All these things are added. You will never lack. You will increase. So I want everyone grab an envelope in front of you. If not, you get again. You can get by push pay, and we're going to bless them today. We're going to bless God in them today. We're going to partner with what they are doing to change this world, and they are just full of the Holy Ghost and power, full of anointing. And I know I can't wait. I'm linking right up with that today. I'm getting my seat out there. We're reaching people. You can make your checks payable to EHC online. I encourage you. I want you to give right into this anointing as well. You could be sitting in India right now, tapping into this anointing. That's incredible. It's incredible how heavenly realms work. Ushers, you can come forward. We're going to receive our offering. And why don't, actually, you know what? Why don't we stand? We can worship as we, as we uh, sow, as we believe God. We'll receive the offering. Thank you, Jesus. the opportunity to link right with Pastor Brian and Pastor Candice. Father, I thank you for what they're doing. God, I thank you that you anoint their mouths and their feet. God, I thank you that the very same anointing that is on their lives, Lord, it is a privilege to sow into that today, to tap into that, to open our spirits, to be able to receive that today. We thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless you all as you give. We're going to worship. Nothing is in Pop.
Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done in this house today. We receive everything that you've said, everything you desire to do with all of our hearts. And we leave knowing, God, that you are faithful to complete everything you start. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, God. If you guys need to go, you can feel free to go today. Thank you again, Pastor Brian, Pastor Candace. We love you guys so much. Um, have a great week, you guys.